to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Welcome back. This week on the podcast, we debate what's better, Maalox or Pepto-Bismo. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. Hello. I'm John. I'm Someone Tony. had to do it. Each of us has specific, picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at your motherfucking note. I'm pulling it up. We take turns selected from our movie genre, movies that in our opinion have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you give these films a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is Elaine's pick. Adam's family values. Tony, Carly does her shtick at the end of the podcast every time. No, no. <laughs> I don't have a lot of room left in here. <laughs> every, we're on episode 93, 92. I don't know. I got like a Pentium 1 in here. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's unfortunate. It is. Yeah, it is. All right. So, Adam's Family Values from, oh, I didn't write down the year. That 1993. Sweet. Thanks for the hookup, home dog. I don't know what's happening. Stop it. <laughs> um, this movie got a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb and it, with a 62 Metacritic score and a 76 thermometer on Rotten Tomatoes so with a 63 audience score. It had a budget of $47 million, and it made 48.9. Yeah, that's a loss. <laughs> that is definitely a loss, because that, as we've discussed previously, does not take into into um, Mark marketing and all that shit. So Which there was a lot of. They did not make their money back. Was that just domestically or international? Um, this was domestically. When you add in the international, then it was $51 million. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, still. Never knew why there was no Adam's family. People freak. around the world were not interested. People in China are like, what? And it's not 48 plus 51. No, no. When you add it in, the total is 51. But <laughs> well, why'd you pick this movie? They lost money. This wasn't in China. To the other no, countries. but why'd you pick it? And why did I pick this movie? Oh, well, because I decided this year that I wanted to do something Thanksgiving-y. This movie doesn't take place during Thanksgiving. No, but there's a great Thanksgiving play. I'm a turkey. Mm-hmm. Eat me. Yeah, it's a great song. <laughs> There's a great play about Thanksgiving that I love in this movie, and we'll get to it. I'm sorry, I thought she said great play. <laughs> it was a great play. I think if I had been there, I would still be talking about it. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. We'll compare it to the other play we had watched in the last movie. Yeah. <laughs> Again, turkey death all over. Uh-huh, unstoppable. Which we'll discuss which turkey died better. Is it which is better, Pugsley's "Eat Me" song, or um, Little Ben and his execution and his dad? <laughs> it was definitely a more positive portrayal of the Native American in Stepmom, though. Let's just put it that. Let's just by just a few, call a spade <laughs> just a little bit. So this was directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. Did he do the first one too. He did do the first one too. Did a lot. He also did all three Men in Blacks. The Wild Wild West, which was a great movie. Giant fucking spider. Um, Get Shorty and For Love or and Money. Or Money, sorry. I haven't seen that. And then this was written by Paul Rudnick. And um, he also wrote The Stepford Wives, In and Out, which I love. I love the movie, too. And Sister Act 1 and 2. Uh, Sister Act 2, thing. Back in the Habit. Um, those are both pretty good movies. No, they're not. They don't hold up. 
They're pretty good movies. I don't think they do. I have none of that. <laughs> I don't think I saw those movies. <laughs> she didn't catch your pun. Um, it was Whoopi Goldberg who's hiding. The first one, she has to hide from the mob, and she becomes an, a, a nun. nun. Witness protection puts her in as a nun. Sister Mary Clarence. <laughs> yes, yeah, ridiculous. She was a lounge singer in Vegas or, or Atlantic City. <laughs> I can't remember. All right. Anyway, so this has a star-studded cast. Top billing goes to Angelica Houston, which I thought was odd because usually it's not I usually it was Raul the Julia, but it makes sense. Angelica Houston is a really big a, actress. She was a big deal. Yeah, I know. I just thought it was interesting that she got top billing because you usually even when the woman is more famous, famous, superman man mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Not so I, I thought it was interesting. She has ninety-four film credits. Um, I don't know less now, but in the nineties, I can't. I'm trying to think. It was only ninety three. Like, but when did when did that happen? (laughs) Give me an example, Carly. Off the top of my head, no. (laughs) First, first thing came to mind was like, who was top billing in the Mexican? Was it Julie Roberts or Brad Pitt? I'm like, that's probably Brad Pitt. Was a bigger deal than Julie Roberts was back in. It depends on who you ask. That is true. And she's America's Pretty Woman. But he's Brad fucking Pitt. Look, if I had the choice between watching a Brad Pitt movie or a Julia Roberts movie, I would always pick the Julia movie over a Brad movie. Uh, Sight unseen. Anyway. Have you seen Fight Club? I don't I mean, really care Ocean's for that 11, movie. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. God. Julia Mrs. Roberts is not in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it doesn't Which matter. is why it's not good. It would no, be I'm much just going, I'm just, we're picking Brad, Brad Pitt movies I know, versus really. Julia Roberts movies. I'm like, is there a Julia Roberts movie I would watch? Other than Ocean's Eleven and Twelve. Naughty yeah. Hill, every day of the week. We've discussed this. Yeah. I've watched that a thousand Fight times. Club yeah. Fight Club isn't that good. Fight um, Club is awesome. <laughs> you know how many I times I, I wasn't wanted drinking to do, anything? <laughs> you know how many times I wanted to do Fight Club on this podcast but can't because you look at it, you go, oh, shit, and totally underappreciated. Can I squeeze it? birthday movie. Can I squeeze it in here? Would it, no, I have a, a list of birthday movies. Thank you. Tony, pick it as your birthday movie. It may. You could. We could always discuss it as our 100th episode. Um, I'm going to shit on it, by the way. So, Angelica Houston, um, she wow. was in this great miniseries called The Mists of Avalon. Mm-hmm. Excellent book, excellent miniseries. Didn't that also have the What's Her Name in it from the yes. Doctor Show? Yes, it I, did. I can't um, remember her name or the Juliana show. Margulies. That's her. She's, um, cool she's also in The Witches, another great, great movie. That was good. Raul Julia, of course, famous for his role in Street Fighter. That was his last movie. I know. And he did that for his children. Yeah. Because they were big fans of Street Fighter, so he did that movie knowing it was going to be shit. Because he was dying of cancer. No, if you really want to see a good Raul Julia movie, Raul Julia movie, you should see Mac the Knife. Um, or Chris- Adam's Family One. <laughs> well, Christopher Lloyd, who has 221 acting credits. Most famous for Carly. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Wrong. I don't know. Back to the Future. Oh. Oh yeah. I wasn't really paying no, attention. No. <laughs> Doctor Doom in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I would have accepted Taxi, but I don't think you watched that. No, definitely. I not. watched the show a little One bit. Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, I don't um, think she's seen that. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I've tried Probably to make her watch that. it a few times. No. You should see that. That's a really good movie. This has it's Joan, a really good drama, too, ret- but not underappreciated. Returning to the podcast, Joan Cusack, yeah, previously in High Fidelity. Yeah. She is, of course, well-known for her wonderful role in Toys. No, I really liked her in... Um, what was in that? and oh, Out? Yeah. All of John Cusack's movies. I know. She's in a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know what? Good on him because John Cusack's a really big name, and he's like, "Oh, we well, got to cast my sister." Then uh, as Wednesday, Some, somebody's got to cast her. We got Christina Ricci, who was fantastic oh, in Black Snake Moan, Mermaids. No, Black Snake Moan. Cher, yeah, no. and Speed Racer, and uh, now oh. and then it's a great, mm-hmm. great drama. Family one. Was she in Casper? Yes, yes. she was. 
fell in love with a ghost. I saw that. That happens. I kind of had a, a girl crush on Devin Sawa. Is that how you say yes. his name? Oh, no, didn't. <laughs> um, Carol Kane plays Granny. She's a... Also from Taxi. Has a couple of really famous movie roles. Princess Bride. Princess Bride, yep. Also, Scrooged. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Jimmy Workman as Pugsley. He was in really not anything, unfortunately. <laughs> a special mention to David Crumholtz as Joel, Peter McNichol as Gary, and Christina Baranski as Becky. Uh, David Crumholtz and Peter McNichol are in one of my all-time favorite cop dramas, Numbers. Mm. There's no cops in that. There's FBI agents and mathematicians, but close enough. It's a police procedural. That's the genre of show it is. And mm-hmm. it's fantastic. It was. It's over now. I love that show. You can watch it. It's still out there. All right. What did you think going in this movie? John. Oh, I'm glad you started with me. I thought, I love this movie, I think. The first one, then every time I was thinking about family Values, I was thinking of the first one. I was like, oh, no, that was in the first one. Oh, no, that was in the first one. <laughs> the fuck was in this movie didn't they go to summer camp yes they did that's what i thought tony i i actually thought the same thing too because we were watching i was like i thought they went to summer camp and the movie's progressing down this plot road i'm like i don't think they do and then all of a sudden they do we're like oh okay i do know what i'm talking about but yeah i like i like the adams family movies so i was like i hadn't seen this in a long time so i was like cool let's do this i also thought i hope i have a song in mind that i hope you play but you're probably not gonna the turkey song the happy happy turkey day Carly? Is it whoop that? Was oh, <laughs> it's not going to be I, that I, I Sorry. Oh, my God. Spoiler alert. That's not the song I'm picking. <laughs> Spoiler alert. The uh, movie got rated lower because of that song on, <laughs> on Voodoo. Everybody walked out of theater going, wow, I didn't like this movie. Why? It had to be the, that song on yeah. credits. It's terrible. It kills the, yeah. It was terrible. Well, because, anyway. I said to Tony, I've seen one of these movies. I saw the one where they went to camp. Is that this movie? <laughs> it's prompted. And he's I, I like, thought it was. I don't know. <laughs> See, everybody's like, is this camp? Is that a thing? <laughs> Did I make that up? All right. Do you have some reviews for us? Um, yes. The first review is by Phil Valerial from the Arizona Daily Star. Mm, and he guy. says he scores it a two out of five. Ooh. He scores it rotten. <laughs> uh, Bland wrote... And not at all ooky enough. Not enough ooky enough. I thought it was altogether ooky. <laughs> <laughs> On the flip side, um, high 21, that's high like as in hello, oh, not okay. high as in smoking the reefer. Uh, <laughs> not the heifer. Um, scores at 10 out of 10 and sure says... Sure it's not high out of reefer, 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They did, it is a capital H, or a lowercase h, capital I, so who okay. knows? Ah, maybe they're too high to spell it correctly. Um, um, the Adams Family movie is great fun with dark humor and a great environment that is pretty original. There is dark I've humor. I've watched this movie tons of times and never get bored. I mean, everything in this movie is enjoyable from the performances of Julia and the rest of the cast to the dark, gloomy environment and soundtrack. So, Well, yeah. they do what they want to do, say what they want to say, live how they want to live, right. play how they want to play. Better song? Much better. There's a great song. The head is like a shark's fin. <laughs> best movie song ever. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. No. Well, what's the best movie song ever? Um, you've got wait, wait. touch. Oh, okay. I was gonna oh, say, wait, save it for power. our 100th episode. Oh. <laughs> top five best movie songs. I think that's like... I think the, we've done the movie was the top shit. five best movie songs. The movie was shit, but you've got the touch, you've got the power. Probably is my favorite. <laughs> you, only, you only like that because it was going to be used in Rocky, and they changed it to last minute. Could be. Or the Flash Gordon theme song. 
We haven't done Flash Gordon yet. Yeah. By Queen? Flash. Oh. Uh, he <laughs> saved every one of us. He's America. <laughs> Is that underappreciated? I don't, I've checked I don't a couple know. of times it's not, but we could probably get it in. Maybe we, we should Dracula do rule it. Maybe we should we do it for our 100th Carly's episode. Never heard of it, so. I've never seen it. Have you ever heard of Flash Gordon? Yes, I've heard of it. Maybe I've awesome. been friends with you guys for years. Maybe we should, <laughs> maybe we should do it for our 100th episode. No, we already have a thing we're doing for we the 100th episode. We do have a thing we're doing for the 100th episode. We'll talk about that I'm later. I'm excited though. about it, too. Don't change it now. I'm forgotten. excited about it, too, so I don't want to change it either. I have no idea what they're talking about. We'll tell you after um, this episode. So, let's begin. Well, we need to, because you're run late, and this, uh, I'm already... This is yeah. only an hour and a half long. Yeah, but you make, you'll be longer than the movie. <laughs> it's because you interrupt. So, we open with Fester howling at the... How, howling? This is why we take so long. <laughs> at the moon... Very badly. Mm-hmm. Like, super badly. And then we see Wednesday, Pugsley, and Grandmama holding a funeral for a not-so-dead cat. You don't know it's a cat it's just a box. And then the box meows, so Wednesday shakes it. Shut up! <laughs> Lurch, cat. Lurch is playing on the organ. Well played, Tony, because we know that it's alive at this point. As Gomez is arm-wrestling the thing. It's not the thing, it's just thing. With the thing, thing, with thing is from Fantastic Four. And, or from and John Carpenter. Oh yeah, that too. And Morticia is knitting. Um, Gomez wins. And, Good sport, uh, old man. Morticia says, "Gomez, marvelous news. I'm going to have a baby right now." <laughs> and then they flash to the hospital. Is it excruciating? I was a little surprised they went to the hospital. Like it seems like something they wouldn't do. And they're all <laughs> they're all standing around the bed, and Gomez proudly proclaims, "It's an Adams." And the music hits. And uh, <laughs> later when I was looking through the cast, we saw that David Hyde Pierce was the doctor in the delivery room. And we were like, what? We missed that completely. Brother. <laughs> he had a mask on. How the hell were you going to know? That must have been. I love him. I bet that was when he was doing his uh, intern rotations or whatever, mm-hmm. where he had to do all the different specialties before he'd switch to psychiatry. Maybe. <laughs> um, <clears throat> wow. <laughs> So what you're telling me is that Frasier takes place in the same universe as the Adams family. Well, this so you're telling me, hold which on. Which also means Cheers and Wings happens in the same universe. I was going to say, so there's, there's a universe where Sam Malone <laughs> can hit on Wednesday at some point? Maybe. Mm. Why do you want Maybe Sam Malone to hit on Wednesday? Because she's going to be 18 and he's going to be a dirty old man forever. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we learned over the course of that show that he's not a dirty old man. That he's actually a kind soul as he got older. Yeah, well. All right, so if All you right, so tell me, is there's a universe out there where Norm Peterson is going to scheme to break into the Adams Family House to get the money to pay up his bar tab? No. <clears throat> I'd pay to watch that movie. Hell of a but Morticia and Gomez might accidentally decide to go on vacation to Nantucket Island and fly on Sandpiper Air. <gasps> Ooh. I like mine better. that show so much. I've been watching it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm like in season four on um, Hulu. We've been catching I up on Golden Girls, much. but not... Oh, my I've God. also started Golden Girls. <laughs> so I'm on season four of Wings, and I'm on episode 10 of Golden Girls. See, at least I have John the DC keeps to coming watch. home this past week, and it's like, are you watching that again? See, I at least have the DC to watch old shit when no one else is around. Like, I'm currently on like season four of Perfect Strangers. Nice. Yeah, great you show. You sometimes uh-huh. watch that when I'm home. Erin okay. came and over and watched Golden too. Girls with me the other night, and I was drinking the wine, and she took a videotape of me, or a video of me, watching my favorite scene in the whole series and laughed <coughs> my ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. B. Arthur is fantastic. Adam's family, go. Uh, so, we're home from the hospital. 
We get a fun scene with Thing playing with some rollers with a roller skate. And then Gomez, uh, we see Gomez and Martisha in the hallway, and Gomez says, I have a surprise for you. He's decorated the nursery mm -hmm. in the creepiest nursery you've ever seen. That mobile with the uh, knives is maybe a bit much. Mm, it was no. in the running for my favorite tertiary object. But, you know, fun all the I'm same. I'm having a hard time picking one. I'm not going to lie. I oh. still don't know what it's going to be. While we were watching it, I was like, ooh, that might be it. Oh, that might be it. Me okay, too. But, but then I picked one. I picked one. What about that really creepy one. teddy bear they put in the bassinet? <laughs> that growled. Yeah, that was not a teddy bear. That was a monster. That was a monster. <laughs> So then we flash to Wednesday and Pugsley, and they're hanging out. And Wednesday no, tells they're not hanging out. They're sawing off the banister. <laughs> they're hanging out, doing doing kid stuff, like you do. Don't do that at our house. Planning, Although we don't, we got rid of our banister. Planning but a homicide, you know. Yeah. Don't little saw things. things in my house. But like you know, like big siblings every, everywhere. When a brand new baby comes in the house, they're having trouble dealing. And Wednesday tells Pugsley that one of them has to die to make room for the new baby. And Pugsley, ever the most gullible child, <laughs> said, is like, who do you think it's going to be? And she's like, well, they only need one boy. And um, they go to see, they go to the nursery and they see everybody surrounding the baby, looking at the beautiful baby and how adorable he is with his the fantastic mustache. <laughs> well, he looks like little Gomez. Yes, he does. And, you know, he has my father's eyes. Gomez, take those out of his mouth. And what is his name? <laughs> well, they don't tell us now. We don't learn till the name. But we find is. out. Anybody remember his name? I do. Hubert. Hell of a name. We're Hubert. not there yet. I'm sorry. We're not there Hubert. yet. It's okay. <laughs> well, we were going to cover that when we got to that scene. Oh, well. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. His name is fucking Pubert. <laughs> All right. Not Cuber. But right. so Wednesday and Pugsley don't like the baby, so they decide to have a science experiment about which is going to fall faster, the baby or a bowling ball. And they're wrong. Pugsley, correct, well, Pugsley guesses the bowling ball will hit and the ground first. she says correct, and she's wrong. wrong. And she's <laughs> like, which one will bounce? And they figured this out, like, I don't know, in the 15th century? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it depends on how high they dropped it and how soon it reaches terminal velocity. No, they'll fall at the same rate. Everything falls at the same rate, unless there's wind resistance. Yeah. I don't think that's true. Like, a parachute will fall a lot slower than a bowling ball. But if there's, there's no wind resistance, they're going to fall the same rate. But we don't know if the baby's has wings. It's an Adams. Oh, you didn't drink Christ. Red Bull. Right. All right. Well, we don't know it's an Adams. Well, that's true. It could have drank. At one point, we see Gomez give him a bottle. Wow. With a We're gonna raw get to egg. That. Oh, <laughs> hold on. That's in the running for my favorite tertiary object. Okay. So we'll get back to that. Wake up juice. But they throw the baby off the roof. And right as Gomez opens the, the window the to look out mm, into the beautiful night, and he catches the baby. And then poor Lurch gets hit on the head with the cannonball. Um, so, but Gomez and Morticia give each other a look like, I think we have a problem. So they call a family meeting. Children, why do you hate the baby? And Pugsley is like, we just want to play with him. Especially his head. That's true. And then uh, Morticia says, do you think when there's a new baby, one of you has to die? And they're like, yes. And she's like, well, that's not true. Not anymore. Not anymore, says <laughs> Granny. Which, it's so nonchalant. Not anymore. Well, they're the Adams family. <laughs> I know. And they, you know. So, um, then we flash. The next scene is Fester in bed reading Strange Men and the Women Who Avoid Them. Mm -hmm. This gives us a, a foreshadowing that Fester is lonely. Really? Howling at the Moon didn't do that? You didn't think he was a werewolf, did you? Because if he was a werewolf, Tony would already picked this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and well, 
not really. Tony's thing is more vampires. He likes American Werewolf in London. He yeah, was a thing. He's only really done one, and, no, and, two. And two thank Joe Pesci, movies. he hasn't done American Werewolf in London, uh, Paris yet. Nah, I'm not gonna do that. All right, so and then use we the see to become werewolves. That's fucking horrible. <laughs> Wednesday and Pugsley playing French Revolution with the baby as Marie Antoinette. This is an awesome scene. It really is. With and when the baby catches the guillotine, guillotine with his fingers, and it just yes. catches it. Loop. And like Wednesday's face is like, God fucking damn it! <laughs> Won't you just die? Which I was totally waiting because every other time that something happens and it messes up, but nothing happens this time. I was like, oh shit. And then the baby catches the blade. I was like, oh, all right. And then we. I don't think they kill a baby. They usually don't kill babies in movies. Not usually. Only Dracula. Then. Grizzly. Grizzly. (laughs) You ever seen Grizzly? No. It's about a prehistoric grizzly bear runs around killing people. It kills a baby in it. Wow. I feel like we've talked about this before. And you made this movie sound really cool. And then when we were off the air, you were like, I said, that sounds really cool. And you're like, it's not. That was the coolest part. I watched it at the boys' club (laughs) (laughs) when I was little. Speaking of hard movies, did you watch Treevenge? No. You forgot. Look it up. It's on YouTube. Look at it. Not right now, though. Because we're talking about how. It's only 30 minutes long. You can watch it during the podcast. (laughs) What? No, we want him to actually talk on the podcast. Oh. He's a funny fella. He is People a funny People should fella. hear him. He's a, he's a good fella. I was just All checking right. a movie to make sure it's not unappreciated. So they're <laughs> in the cemetery. So Gomez and Morticia are having a romantic evening in the cemetery, trying to get a little something-something going. Mm. I don't think it's a problem for them. But I lo- I the love fire this, still burns. I love the cemetery, by the way. All the weird-ass <laughs> tombstones. Like, one's a couch. One's a big thumb. Like, thumbs up. It's pretty cool. Usually there's, like, actors' names or yeah. like, the director or something back there. But, so... Every time they try to get shit going, they're interrupted by the children shooting out windows. And Gomez says that, you know, he's worried about her. She says, I'm just like any modern woman, trying to have it all. A loving husband, a family. It's just I wish I had more time to seek out the dark forces and join their hellacious crusade. Mm -hmm. Which, who doesn't? Let's be real now. Yeah. But... It seems apparent that they need some help. So they hire a nanny. And we go through a couple. <laughs> the first is a very weird hippie lady. Who's Cynthia <coughs> Nixon from Sex and the City. Yep. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I love nanny montages. And the second is your no-nonsense black woman. Also, not gonna make it. Then we have the English puppet lady. Mm-hmm. Wow. And when that you just was, had to have a Satan puppet were handy. Well, who doesn't have a Satan puppet? That was pretty good. I mean, I got three yeah. of them downstairs. I'll clean my room in exchange for your eternal immortal soul. <laughs> so, <laughs> then comes Debbie. I like the line where um, yeah, Gomez is like, the agency said we were all out of, uh, there was no more nannies. No, we should try Doberman. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, I was on vacation. And then she sees Fester hiding upstairs, and she's like, or no, she says to Morticia about Gomez, Gomez isn't, he a, lady isn't he a lady killer? And he says, acquitted. Awesome. <laughs> and um, we see Fester falling in love with the beautiful Debbie. Love at first sight. He well, spots you know, her from afar and instantly wants to stalk her creepily She does forever. have a bright future, you know? This timer goes off. Yeah, I see big things in front of her. John Cusack is very, very pretty. It's a shame that she's always seeming to play the quirky best friend. Like the, the mousy girl? Yeah, mm-hmm. because she's a pretty lady. And she, I think she's very funny and underrated. Mm. Um, we, Tony goes, he shook his head now. <laughs> well, that's okay. Different, uh, 
different opinions makes well that's like your opinion man it definitely is like a my little opinion. little dude action so for they interview they introduce her to the baby and this is where we find out his name is pubert <clears throat> which is wow fun it's awful it's awful i can't handle the name pubert <laughs> it's not your kid's name i gotta see if it means something because it probably means something like fester and morticia so oh. Wednesday doesn't mean anything. It's just Wednesday. <laughs> well, you know. What does Pugsley mean? I don't know. Mm. All right, well, you keep going. Yeah, don't wait for me. All right, so Debbie, they introduce Debbie around, and when she meets Fester, she says to Morticia, these Adams men, where do you find them? Must it has be to be damp. <laughs> Which is a good line. And I'd start- like to, th- like, when they were making this movie, I want to see how many times I had to go through some of these lines without the actors losing it. Because I can see Angelica Houston getting getting through, it has to be damp. And then, like, Raul Julia is starting to laugh. <laughs> yeah. I, her delivery is so dry and on point. It's, it's just fabulous. Like she never breaks character. Not even a little bit. But she says she start tomorrow, and we see the kids again. They throw the baby again, and Gomez catches him. And um, he says, how about tonight? So she moves in. Later that night, she's watching America's Most disgusting unsolved crimes this episode about about her (laughs) the black widow and it's pretty clear we can put two and two together and get four that debbie is the black widow and her new target of her is (laughs) uncle fester show pictures of her with different wigs on anything on hubert nothing nothing on praise on weird wealthy men Although later in her husband montage, they don't seem weird at all. Mm-hmm. Just wealthy. Okay, lowly wealthy well, men. Yes. <laughs> well. So, we see the next day, Debbie is going through Fester's finances, all his stocks and bonds and property that he has just on old paperwork, sitting out in the library, I guess. And uh, she has... Why wasn't that in the vault in the first movie? I don't know. Mm. She's got little baby pubert chained <clears throat> to a ball and chain. Awesome. Baby Which ball is and funny. Chains. Tony was like, ooh, that might be Coming out next boats. year. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to send your baby off on a boat some and you really are... want to keep him close, the old baby ball and chain. Some people are sentimental like that. You know, <laughs> you know when I saw that, I was like, Tony's going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we see Wednesday doing her best Night Fox impression, blending into the wall. That was pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Spying on her. Later, Wednesday confronts Debbie and implies that she's onto her. I know you're after my Uncle Fester. And uh, Debbie decides, well, I can't be having this kid outsmart me, and goes to Morticia and Gomez and says that the kids, all they talk about is going, to, is going away to this camp, and they really love it, and they're just too afraid to tell you. And if you ask them, they'll just deny it, but they really want to go to this camp. And this camp is $20,000 a kid. And Morticia and Gomez look a little horrified at well, this rich, idea. Right? They are they're super rich. rich. Yeah. I can remember in the first one, didn't rich. they do something about that? Well, the first one, like well, because the money really belongs to Fester. Because right. he's the eldest brother. So, and they figured that out in the first one. I was like, oh, we don't have to steal the money. It's his. And kicked them all out. Yeah. So. But, yeah, they have a shit ton of money. They didn't revisit that in this one because I guess it would be a bad idea to do the exact same thing. Yeah. Well, they're rich. So Yeah, uber rich. And they take the... So they send their kids off to ch- to camp. Camp, camp Chippewa. Chippewa. What does Chippewa mean? 
I don't know. Nothing? Anybody? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't know. I'm Wednesday gonna... says it in the movie, but I can't remember what she says. I can't uh, remember. It means orphan. Mm. I don't think that's actually what Chippewa means, so but that's what Wednesday that could says. Just be, <laughs> that's what she says. That could just be her special brand of sarcasm. Well, orphan means she was going to kill her parents. So. so as soon as they get there, the first camper we meet is Amanda, the bitchy little blonde. Mm-hmm. From, from Buffy. From the first Adams family. Yes. She mm. was the Girl Scout. Are, oh. they, are they made from real lemons? And she was trying to sell girls. Oh, they made from real Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. Same actress. Yep. Uh, I have a fan theory that it's the same little girl too. Her, same character. It's a uh, Harmony from Buffy, Ben. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I looked at her I think IMDb. That's all she done. Her yeah. top her top build movies are The Addams Family and The Hatchet One and Two. The Hatchet. Ooh, the Hatchet. Don't tell Tony about something shit like that. I don't know. The Hatchet. <laughs> so she looks like up. she looks like she might be a horror movie damsel. No. Or the one that you think is the damsel but doesn't have the sex and comes back to kill the murderer. Got to be a final girl Maybe. if she's in the second one. I guess. She's in Buffy and Angel. Well, but. yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Still a show. Never really. Never really. Only ever watched a couple episodes at your house. Mm-hmm. All right. So we soon meet Good her. Thanksgiving episode. We soon meet her parents, the Buckmans. And they're pretty much the exact opposite of the Adams family. And uh, we meet Gary and Becky the owners of this camp and uh they're just about as terrible as you could imagine mm-hmm. and we see all the privileged posh waspy ass kids and their waspy ass parents well they are privileged kids and they mention that yes, yes. what being privileged is all about because that 20 grand a kid yeah yeah those people are making out on this for what, uh, camp Two months? You gotta figure it. At most, it'd be like a month. But, you know, we see... Like six weeks at the month. Gary and Becky are doing their sugar-coated saccharine best to just be the most chipper, wonderful camp counselors. They're so excited for everybody. You know what's funny is when I see him acting like a jackass, Mm -hmm. jumping down, I think of him in Ghostbusters 2. He's Vigo! (laughs) You are like the buzzing of flies to him. Where are you from? The upper west side? The upper west side? (laughs) Across the clearing, we see Joel. My boy, David Krumholtz. Who we love from... Numbers and he was in like, Ten Things I Hate About You. Yes, mm-hmm. and he was in a lot of. Stuff. He's in a bunch of stuff. He's in not quite as much as I thought he was in. Tony gets him confused with the other actors. He posted the picture on the Facebook page. Oh, is that why you posted that? Because I he was like, "Isn't that that guy from?" I was no, like, "That's the guy from me. Jurassic World, right?" No, no. that's the guy can't... from New Girl, right? No, <laughs> that's the guy from. And I did that for twenty minutes. Like, he goes, this, "Look, is that the guy from Star Wars?" No, no. <laughs> I was like, "All right, I don't know who the fuck this guy is." He's he really looks great. A lot like these other two. Yeah, I've seen him and stuff, but. I can't keep those three guys the same. Uh, I like him back in numbers. Like in numbers, he lost a bunch of weight, Mm. which was weird. He was pretty fucking sexy in that show. Because he was super smart, not because he was, you know, physically sexy. He was no, because he was physically sexy <laughs> <laughs> and smart. There and you smart. go. I mean, I like he's still attractive when he's has a little more weight and is playing more of like a dad like character. Well, he was also punching out of his weight class when he married what's her nuts in that in that show because she's way hotter than him. Who did? He marries this beautiful um, Ramada Jean, Ramada, Ra, um, Ramada Indian Jean? girl on the or Indian. No, Ramada Jean was the actual Indian mathematician. What the hell was her name? I can't remember. <laughs> I'm not. We're. I can't even. Get a, <laughs> I can't even talk about Joel and how he looks. Cr- he's about to take a a hit off his inhaler because he's covered in a, pollen and he's allergic to everything. And he spots Wednesday across the clearing, mm-hmm. and he Dad was called instantly. If you're not sure about sees, that shared moment thing, go back and listen to our Chase and Amy episode. He he sees the woman of his dreams or nightmares. We don't know yet. Um, she does say she's going to kill him later. 
then we flash to Debbie, and she kind of playing with the baby. She's reading the story to the baby, and she kind of senses Fester spying on her. So then she kind of secretly hits on him. It's really weird. Like, that's a very sexy telling of Cinderella. I was very not okay with it. <laughs> and, um, but this uh, makes Fester tell Gomez that he loves Debbie. Is it sexy there? Yeah, that's a good look. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't judge people. Nice. Looking all puffy, smoking a mm. cigarette. I do it's, love a cigarette. I can't do it. <laughs> no, that's not what he looked like when he was on numbers. No. 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 He looks like an older version of this kid when he does numbers. No. Which is fine. Any who's. So, we get Gomez and Fester sitting in Fester's bed late at night having a brother-to-brother man talk. Mm-hmm. And Fester says that he's lonely and Gomez makes it, says, well, you have thing, and makes what I think is a masturbation joke. Oh. It was... He also talked to him about how young he is, and I was like, I thought he was the she older was, brother. She is. It's but weird. Her name was Ramada John. Yeah. Ramada John. Okay, good. You know stuff. All right. But, um, Fester... Gomez encourages Fester to ask her out, ask out Debbie, and he asks Gomez if him and Morticia will double date. And Gomez agrees. So that's who looked like in the TV show. Sorry, guys. I'm just very you. Can, but they can't see how sexy he looks. Guys, go on to uh, Google. And, and <laughs> well, we I put the picture numbers. of him on the on the. And he looked Facebook really website. good in that one. But that's her. See, look. Hmm? Yeah, she's pretty hot. Way too hot for him. See, every time John says that, it makes me wonder if he thinks he's way too hot for me or if I'm way too hot for him. Whoa. <laughs> Let's keep going. Because, <laughs> because there's always a settler and there's always a reacher. Anywho, so we flash back to camp and they're practicing their life-saving skills. And um, uh, Amanda says to Wednesday, is that your bathing suit? And she's wearing, like, a 1940s bathing outfit. She says, is that your overbite? She goes, no. <laughs> and then uh, Gary asks, you know, says, somebody's going to do the rescue. Someone's going to be the victim. Who's going to be my victim? And Amanda says, I will. And Wednesday comes back with all your life. All your life. Mm. And so she jumps in the <clears throat> pool or the lake and starts to drown. And Wednesday's like, I can't swim. <laughs> and just, that should have been a question before we jumped in the lake. <laughs> I don't even know if Wednesday can or cannot swim, but she's definitely not jumping in there to save Amanda. Mm-mm. All right, well, now we're out to dinner. And Fester's being awkward. Mm-hmm. And Gomez and Morticia like are how being... Like eating bread. And then <laughs> Gomez is like, Fester, and he just hands it to Debbie. <laughs> and like, go- oh, and without missing a beat, you know, she's looking out, what a wingman. Mm-hmm. Morticia goes, oh, the, the French custom of giving half-eaten bread. <laughs> how elegant. <laughs> I know. That's a wingman trying to, you know. Morticia's always on. She, she, she never, nothing gets past her. Well, they go to the bathroom to powder their noses. <clears throat> and Debbie is uh, unsure if Fester even likes her. And Morticia assures her that he does. He vomited. And Debbie's like, well, that's true. Does he do that with everybody? And Morticia's like, no, just you. Which, again, how could I tell that that means he likes her? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. But uh, Fester asks Gomez for advice. He's like, I don't think she likes me. And Gomez is like, she's mad for you. <laughs> Which she clearly is. Because she's a good actress. And she's, you know, throwing the babies at him. Yeah, she is. <laughs> and, um, you know, Gomez tries to tell him how to compliment her and how to be interesting. And they come back. And then we get 
a dancing scene. Is this which, the part where he's like, where um, Gomez is like, oh, we don't deserve such pretty girls as you. Fester's like, yes, we deserve ugly girls. Yes. <laughs> There's a great dance sequence here. Uh-huh. And um, then we flash back to camp. And the girls are telling ghost stories, which are not scary. Mm-mm. And Wednesday does not want to participate, but Amanda kind of bullies her into it by saying, well, you couldn't tell us, you know, you could do it if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And uh, so and she... So she terrifies them. Yeah. She terrifies them into a ghost story that co- where they get their original noses back at the end. Yikes. Which they were all really terrified. Like, how many of those little... I know, I think it's Seventh little, graders got nose jobs. These girls are like 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure maybe if one of them got a nose job, it would be a lot. They don't get nose jobs till they're teenagers. So very <laughs> scary. All right, so then we get... Uh, after the restaurant, we get uh, Debbie and Fester walking in the cemetery, and Debbie confesses to Fester that she is a virgin. And she is lying. Well, mm-hmm. and Fester admits she's that definitely seen one up close. Fester admits that he's one too, and Debbie says, "Him, I believe that <laughs> it's always been important to her in her dream to meet a man." like Fester, and to wait until her wedding night to make this the most um, ultimate sacrifices. And Mm -hmm. Fester comes back with a goat. (laughs) And then Debbie's like... Which isn't true. It's a bull, but whatever. (laughs) Well, Debbie's moving right along, and she says that she loves you. And Fester says that he loves her. I love you. I worship you. I'd pay. Which... Wow. Yeah. And he will. (laughs) But, uh... Fester bursts into Gomez and Morticia's room to tell them the good news that he's engaged. Debbie comes in, shows off her ring. That ring, it was our mother's. She was buried with it. And Debbie holds up a shovel. Because she'll which, dig up a dead body to get a piece, of, a good piece of jewelry. Which is the most Adam's thing is that she does the whole movie. Yeah. Well, she, well that and trying to kill her husband. Yeah. She fits in really good with yeah, the rest she of that. Does. does. <laughs> no, she's... At some point, I was like, maybe... Maybe... She'll just accept that this is these are her people. <laughs> these are my people. Well, it's a mail call at the camp, and we find out that Uncle Fester is getting married. And there, Wednesday is really upset. And it's funny because when they're like, what's the problem with your uncle getting married? And she's like, he's marrying the nanny. And they all freak out. The hell? Because that, that is horrible. It's funny because they're all on her side, though. <laughs> they uh, decide that what's needed is a group hug, but Wednesday and Pugsley will not participant, participate. Sorry. So they are sent <laughs> to the... We're contagious. <laughs> they are sent to the Harmony Hut. Oh, God. While they're in the Harmony Hut, Joel gets sent in as well. Because he was trying to go home because he's allergic to everything. He just wants to read. Not on my watch. <laughs> Stephen Hawkins, Brief History of Time. <laughs> but so uh, him and Wednesday and Pugsley bond in their mutual hatred of the camp. They try to make a break for it. Wednesday and Pugsley, dressed as ninjas, try to make a break for it. And Joel comes out of nowhere with wire cutters and is like, wait, tetanus. <laughs> Which I don't think an Adams is ever worried about tetanus ever. No. And probably would be overjoyed at the possibility of lockjaw. <laughs> but um, Amanda saw them leave and narked him out. So the whole camp, because when you're catching kids trying to escape, you wake up all the campers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole camp catches them. And the kids start chanting that they need to be punished. 
And Gary is like, that is not what we do here. Worse. I know what they need. Kumbaya. They have a sing-along. And Wednesday looks petrified. (laughs) Well, you know, it is pretty terrifying. Okay, so next we get the wedding shower slash bachelor party. We are reintroduced to Margaret Tully, who was in the first movie, The Widow of the Man That Tried to Rob Them, who remarried Cousin It. Stop. This can't be the same universe as Cheers because that actor was in Cheers. And that actor was Carla's husband. That was Nick Tortelli. Really? And he played a different character in Adam's Family but the same kind of guy. Maybe it was Maybe his cousin. He changed his name. Go with me on this. <laughs> he well, he was a shitty husband, and when he left his like third wife, he changed his name and his occupation so that he can rip off the Adamses for the money because that's something Nick Tortelli would do. All right, that oh. checks out. Okay. <laughs> but uh, stay tuned for my Cheers podcast where we work out <laughs> weird shit like that. Margaret shows off her and its bundle of joy. What? That's the baby's nickname. What? The doctor name gave it to him. Well, but adorable. I think that what is a girl based on her pink bow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Miss, Miss Pac-Man rules. So to <laughs> so to clarify, cousin, it is just like a big ball of. Hair. Imagine someone has grown their hair way long. Yeah, and it goes all the way around their if body. If you so don't you know what hair. cousin it looks like, Google it. And Google it. And Do you know who played uh, cousin it? Uh, the, Warwick Davis, Leonardo DiCaprio. No, the kid, the kid who <laughs> <You> overshot. <laughs> it's the kid that played Isaiah from Children of the Corn. Is that that kid's name? It's, he's one remember. of the Children of the Corn kids. Oh, okay. Well, if you're gonna throw a fact out, you're supposed to know it. <laughs> I thought I did know <laughs> now, it. Now let me. Let me look now I'm gonna have to look it up. Okay, so then we flash to the bachelor party where everybody's drinking and having a good time, uh-huh. and Gomez pulls and out the, the cake, cake, and he's awesome. like, "Ta-da!" And nothing happens. And, and, and he gets real close. Ta da! Nothing happens. Nothing happens. He pops off the top and smoke comes out. <laughs> and then that he asks Lurch. Girl. He goes, Lurch. Oh no. Was she in there when you baked it? Was she in and there? And that would be. You baked it? And Lurch is like, yes. <laughs> is like, whatever. So he says, say la vie. <laughs> yeah. say Isaac in Children of the Court. Isaac, okay. And they go back to having fun. Yeah. And they go back to having fun, which is. This poor girl baked into this cake. <laughs> or I assume it was. It could have been anything, though. Might not have been a girl. Who knows? Well, he said that poor girl, but it could have been... It could have been a dragon for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> could have been a female anything. <laughs> it was an orangutan. <laughs> Wednesday and Joel at camp discussing his various allergies. She's into him. We can tell. They meet up later in the science lab at this ritzy camp. I don't know. But they meet in the dark by the skeleton. It's very romantic. She asks if he believes in the existence of pure evil. And he says yes. Have you seen my mother? <laughs> and then she invites him to the wedding as her plus one. Like a date? No. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> and then uh, the wedding. Apparently, cousin it, an officiant. Who knew? Good for him. Well, I imagine there's some special religion that they're a part of. And somebody has to get ordained. <laughs> Okay. Did he do it online? Probably. <laughs> not in 93. You he can didn't. organize your own religion online. You could do that sure. now, not in 1993. <laughs> you could do it in 1993, too. Really? Scientology. 
that that was not that was the seventies, and they did it the old fashioned way. Yeah, well, if you could do it in the seventies, I'm sure you could do it in nineteen ninety. He's just saying not online. Not online. <laughs> there wasn't much of an. Online I'm sure you could go down to the library and uh, get a copy of the forms you need to submit to the federal government. Probably. All this right. Will be on your podcast. Yeah. So after a beautiful wedding, as the bride and groom leave, Lurch pulls up the car that has giant cans and a dead body. <laughs> Possibly could have been the person in the cake for all we know. Um, Nick Tortelli. <laughs> and uh, Fester reminds Debbie to throw the bouquet. She throws it. It hits the ground. The ladies die for it. Who ends up with it? Wednesday. Wednesday. Joel says, now you have to get married. And she says, it's not binding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and one of the cousins calls her a tramp. Yeah. yeah. Tramp. It's like, really? It's like, really wow, fine. you just called the little kid a tramp. Yes. Because <laughs> she caught the bouquet. Too far. Well, there's a few things in this movie that are too far, but mm-hmm. we'll get to that. All right. Well, I mean, the cat at the beginning. That w- no. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the dead girl in the cake. This is so utterly racist here in a few minutes, but we'll get to that. <laughs> oh. Okay, so um, Debbie tries to electrocute Fester on their honeymoon. They're in Maui. He's in the bubble bath. She tells him about this. 40, this 100 most romantic love songs cassette she bought. 500, yeah. what do you call this one? 487. It's <laughs> a tape. We have another it's tape. Just a yeah. kind of tape. But this is 93 where tapes were still the thing. Yeah. And um, I'm going to tell you. I had tapes in 93. My favorite tertiary object was going to be a tape for the third week in a row. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could, trick. there was a tape in the movie. I was like, I can go with the tape. Different kind of tape, but still a tape. For the for the hat trick, but uh, I let it one go for a different There's too one. There's many, too many awesome tertiary objects in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's too yeah. many awesome lines in this, too. Yeah, I'm there's a lot of good ones. All right, so she asked him if he's willing to die for her, and he said, of course. Uh-oh. And she says, promise, and drops the giant-ass boombox. Right in. Right in. And she thinks she's killed him, but we know it's Fester. He takes a light bulb, puts it in his mouth, lights <laughs> it up, and is like, hey, hey. He's like, Debbie. Which like, is really, are you trying to seduce me, Debbie? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was the creepiest Debbie ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, Debbie's pissed. Mm-hmm. I'm upset. And Fester comes to bed, and he's like, I know you're sad because you tried to kill me. And she's like, yeah, that's it. And he's like, it was an accident. And she's like, I know. <laughs> and um, an accident, he lived. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, Debbie has this brilliant idea that uh, if that uh, if they after they make love, Fester can never see his family again mm-hmm. because she could not bear to be around them. Because Fester starts talking about how he just wants them to be like Morticia and Gomez, mm-hmm. which if you kept comparing me to your bro- to your brother's wife, I would get upset too. Just gonna say that. Also, but, you're not Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you don't even have a mustache. I mean, or hair. Gomez is smooth. <laughs> All right. And Raul Julia is dreamy. <laughs> but she climbs on top of him, and like most virgin dudes everywhere, it takes him about three seconds, <laughs> and he's done. And he's like, okay, I'll never talk to my family again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then probably immediately rolls over and falls asleep. <laughs> um, so, Melissa. Uh, Melissa. Morticia and Gomez are missing Fester and wondering why they haven't heard from him. I mean, it's only been a week and they're on vacation, but still, 
They're used to seeing him and talking to yeah. him every day. Like when they went on their honeymoon, it was a cruise. It's mail call at the camp again. Fester have sent a, le- a letter to Wednesday and Pugsley saying um, that he can never see them again. This Wednesday is discussing it while they're at archery practice. Pugsley shoots a bald eagle. Aren't they extinct? They and are and I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> few, I've seen them. There's a few inaccuracies in this movie. Yes. I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> there, there was a point where they were really pushing that they were going to go extinct if we weren't yeah. careful. Yeah, where we Which lived, was there was the, the eagle cam in, in the nest at Botanical Gardens. Yeah, but that's more recent. In the nineties, they really did think they were gonna. Yeah. They've made a. Mm-hmm. They've made a comeback. Um, Plus, you we saw want, one when we went kayaking. You don't want your national symbol to go extinct. That's yeah. bad form. <laughs> Back from Hawaii, Debbie's hearse. Debbie's hearse is Where's arrived. the body? He's right there. He's alive. I know. <laughs> Who's this henchman? I and know. Yeah. What? But uh, Debbie, just some random dude. Debbie thinks they may be, be together, stuck with each other for a while, and Fester is going to need a makeover. And boy, <laughs> what a makeover! He has that hair. hair. That too. That pay. wig is awful. Yeah. So in Spaceballs, the Sleepy Prince. Yeah. Jim that's J. Bullock. Mm. Prince Val. Prince Valium. Yeah. That's that. that's that hair. <laughs> it's real bad. All right. Gomez gets a note from Fester. Hawaii was wonderful. I wish you were here. I can never see you again. P.S. Debbie says hi. Gomez is so confused. He doesn't know what is happening. Morticia thinks it might be post-honeymoon malaise. Mm-hmm. And they discuss the finer points of their honeymoon. Apparently a cruise with no survivors. No survivors. Back at camp... Joel's uh, latest pack of murderers, killers, and psycho cards, trading cards, has come in and um, shows uh, the Black Widow card to Wednesday and Pugsley. Wednesday suspects that it could be Debbie. And Pugsley offers Joel a trade. <laughs> Joel's like, what do you got? And, she, and he's got Amy Fisher. <laughs> that was a very dated... That is a yeah. very dated <laughs> very. reference. Carly, do you get that reference? No. Joey Buttafuoco. You want to be famous for the rest of your life? Just have your girlfriend go and shoot your wife. <gasps> oh, I he do shot, know that. Yeah. Story. He <laughs> shot, he shot, she shot the wife and she didn't die. Yeah. Was that yeah. a big thing for you? Because that happened on Long Island. Yeah, everybody. Was that heard. a huge thing around but I mean, you guys were? It was yeah. news. Because like, that was it, man. Every every well, day. It every, it, but it was, it it was, was pretty like big when news. what's her name cut the dude's penis Lorena off. Lorena Bobbitt. Mm-hmm. How can you forget and, her name? It's it's one of those stories that you're yeah. like it sits around for like a year like damn and then it kind of and then you're like really Joey Buttafuoco and then Joey Buttafuoco kept was coming he kept coming back wasn't he wrestler for like one episode he, he probably he did a bunch of weird he things he did have those great ridiculous pants <laughs> to be fair you know but it's like oh his pants everybody wore those shits yeah they did <laughs> were they jams what were they um they were like parachute pants yeah yeah they, they weren't jams they were uh, what the hell are the name were like hammer pants zumbas zumbas uh, there you go. I once got a pair of Zumbas covered in fish in a white elephant gift exchange in high school. Wow. <laughs> yep. Um, so, uh, blah, 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 it's two weeks to Jamboree. <laughs> and Becky and Gary have something planned real special this year. From the deep depths of Gary's mind, his heart, his soul, has come a masterpiece. His tribute to, to thank- racism. To the first Thanksgiving. 
his personal salute. And he's chosen their very own Amanda for the star role of Amanda Sarah Bi- Miller, the Pilgrim. <laughs> With hair of gold. And playing all of her, all of the other pil- wonderful pilgrims. Pilgrim are all House. her fucking little blonde haired ass friends. Mean, friends. The plastics. The mean girls. Yes. 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 All right. And playing the Chippewas is all the misfit kids at the camp. Yeah, and here's your uh, Jamal? Jamal? Well, they go through this list. It's like, wow, that's not a little bit racist. Yeah, that was a little. Other than the fact that um, they portray the Indians as, you know, savage. There's quite a few little aside lines that you're like, ooh, that burned a little. All the blonde kids are the wonderful Puritans. Yeah. Anyone with dark hair or dark skin is an Indian. Yeah. So... It is, it's racist, but it's not the movie being racist. It's showing how awful they are. Showing not how awful white people are. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> These waspy camp counselors. These na- wasp, and not that, it's not like one of those movies where And Amanda Buckman. Fuck her. And, um. You got a little Wednesday-ass Pocahontas hair look going on today. Yeah. <laughs> and Never they, and, so they show all the misfit kids, the. The Asian kids, the um, ki- the one kid who looks like he's from India, mm-hmm. and um, Jamal, whose name they cannot pronounce. Jamal. It's <laughs> like fuck you. And uh, and if they you could ask him. <laughs> and playing the part of their intrepid leader, Pocahontas, is Wednesday. Wednesday looks again horrified. She does not want right. to be in this play. No. She does not want to help him realize. His, she does not want to be part of Gary's vision. And who would, to be honest? Because yeah. his vision is terrible. But, so, the rest of the Adams gather together, and they're going to go see Fester and Debbie. Because, what the fuck, Fester? <laughs> they knock on the door, and uh, the maid lets them in and calls for Miss Debbie. And Debbie comes down, and she says, you can't see Fester. He doesn't want to see you. And Gomez is like, I don't believe that. <laughs> and Fester, and she's like, she yells up the stairs to Fester, and he she yells. She pushes her boobs together. And he yells, go away. You can tell he's really fighting it. He wants he's to like see them. balled up like a Ball scared child. Yeah. And Morticia says, you've enslaved him. You've placed Fester under some strange sexual spell. I respect that. But please, can we see him? <laughs> and she says no. And he, and... Which is very sad. And uh, so they leave. And uh, Grandma places a curse on Debbie as they leave. Which is, I think, why Debbie cannot actually kill, spoiler alert, Fester. Just a curse. Just a quick curse. So Gomez... I just thought it was Fester. Like, you can't kill you him can't like kill a him. regular person. Yeah, he's Fester. Well, they go directly from Debbie's house to the police station. And uh, the death sergeant is... Nathan, Nathan Lane. Oh, yeah. He goes, Nathan Lane's in this? There's a lot of fucking people now, in this Now, Nathan Lane played Pumbaa. Gomez in a stage production of The Addams Family. Did he? Yes, he And did. he was Pumbaa, damn it. Somebody acknowledge it. <laughs> Nathan Lane was a ton of people. And I really was, loved him in The Birdcage, too. He's fantastic in The Birdcage. We should say. do that. Who does, that who does those movies? That would be a Carly. drama. Is it? I don't think it's under a comedy. Probably not. Um, so, Gomez wants her arrested. And Nathan and cop Nathan is like, um, could you please just go away? Because you're ridiculous. So He's Gomez, he doesn't want to see you. 
He's an adult. Nothing we can do. Gomez starts shouting. Has the planet gone mad? My brother, passion's hostage? Wait a minute, you... I seek justice denied! I shall not submit. I shall conquer. I shall rise. My name is Gomez Adams, and I have seen evil! And they hold and, up the baby. And they hold up the baby. I have seen horror! Lurch waves. <laughs> I have seen the unholy maggots which feast in the dark recesses of the human soul! Which she says, they're at camp. <laughs> I have seen all this officer, but until today, I have never seen you... You said that part, but you skipped the part where it's like, they, they, uh, he's keeping her hostage with, they're having sex every day. And he's like, no, he's like, I believe they own a Buick. (laughs) (laughs) That was a better part of that speech. I like this part. Okay. And, but the death sergeant says, hook him, book him and cook him. And I think they arrested him for harassing a police officer. Well, yeah. (laughs) No, I don't think that's what you'd get arrested. There's no way you get arrested for that. I don't know. I don't but what law did he break? He's making a complaint. Well, he's if he's being disruptive in public, isn't? Don't you get a citation for that? Disru- disturbing the peace? Maybe. Yeah, I don't think that's kind of, um He's concerned about his brother. I don't know about the laws in whatever state that the Adams family lives in. All right, Debbie. Where do the Adams family live? Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We see Debbie's license plate, Debbie one and Debbie two, but I don't remember. Uh, Debbie renews her passport. I'll be a widow. <laughs> and um, then we get to see the happy, happy Turkey Day rehearsal. And um, Gary and Becky are getting pretty sick of Wednesday and Pugsley sh- Pugsley's shit. They want them to get on board with Gary's vision. And uh, they're going to they're gonna fix them. They're going to take care of this problem. They put them in the Harmony Hut. And they make them watch Disney movies. And Wensley's He's just a child. He's just a child. <laughs> the Sound of Music. Episodes of the Brady Bunch. Annie the Musical. Mm. My sister and me watched that a lot. Annie? So, yeah. Yes. yeah I sympathize. Me too. I really like My that. sister made you watch that too? That's weird. Well, there's a lot of stuff you don't know about me. Damn it, Gina. The, the one with Carol Burnett? <laughs> yeah. With, yeah. Oh, so good. Daddy Warbox. All right. Punjab. So they're going to brainwash them through the power of... Terrible. Don't bring that back. <laughs> wholesome goodness. They emerge. <sighs> Wednesday, as ever, their leader says, I'm not perky, but I want to be. I want to smile and sing and dance and be Pocahontas in Gary's vision. And then she smiles. And it scares <laughs> the shit out of everybody. Awesome. And all the little camp, the little girls and the campers are freaked out. But Gary and Becky, who are just in their own way, creepy and twisted, mm-hmm. see beauty in Wednesday's creepy ass and smile. This is really good. Christina Richie did a great job in this yeah. scene here. It was, this was great. just spot on. Too bad she wasn't a bigger actress. She did a lot of work. She did, but she's not huge. She's not Julia no. Roberts. No. <laughs> Julia Roberts isn't really even Julia Roberts anymore. Well, she had a good run as Julia Roberts. Christina Richie still has time. I mean, that's true, but, you know, Julia Roberts was famous in, what, the early 90s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 2018. She's, the woman deserves a break, damn it. Julia Roberts was famous in her late 20s, early 30s. Christina Ricci, right now, is in her, like, early 30s. Mm-hmm. She's, She's in her late 30s. Time. I don't know exactly what year she was. Mm-hmm. She's in her late 30s. All right. Back at the Adams house. Granny screams. The baby is sick. Instead of their tiny little... Gomez. Gomez. They now have an adorable blonde baby. How old Tony? He's happy. He's smiley. He's so contagious. Nailed it. 38. Late 30s. 
It's so, it's contagious apparently because this whole nursery has suddenly become the nursery of any other regular child. Regular child. I like how Gomez like faints. <laughs> <laughs> like the waspy kids at camp. That's what their nurseries and their babies would look like. Well, Granny pulls down her book of occult wisdom. They attempt to break this curt to Bone heal the baby. Vine. But it does not work. And they continue to seek wisdom and think it could be possession. And uh, some symptoms are va- changes in, you know, fast changes in personality. And usually brought on by a, cha- a great life change. And they think that it's because Vester is gone. And um, how, how can we fix this? We don't know. How long could it last? Forever. He could become a lawyer, <gasps> an orthodontist, <laughs> or he may be even president. Oh, God. All right. President. Back at camp. And Parents. what's funny is later on he did. He became president. Yeah. yeah. Hubert Adams president. Oh, yeah. He'll be next. I'd vote for him. I'd vote for um, him. Par- that sounds like a president, doesn't it? The parents it? have arrived for a turkey named Brotherhood is the name of this Thanksgiving pageant. Um, happy, how come? Happy turkey day. I mean, why are not the Adams here for a turkey named Brotherhood? <laughs> if anybody would pre- appreciate what happens in this fine, fine musical, well, Gomez is out. Yeah, so. they've got they've got problems going on at home, and but, Wednesday probably didn't even tell them. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we begin with this wonderful. You're Mr. Debbie dance number. <laughs> Entitled, where a bunch of turkeys come out singing Eat Us, mm-hmm. led by the main man himself, Pugsley, the biggest, fattest turkey. Who I'm screams, a turkey. Kill me. Eat me. <laughs> All right. We flash to Debbie, who's practicing crying. Did you know that Benjamin Franklin wanted the national bird to be the turkey? Yes. I did know that. Well, now, friends, if you didn't know that, now you know. <laughs> I wonder if it was the national bird if we would still eat them on Thanksgiving. Well, they're fucking delicious. I yeah. hope so. I know. Um, all right. And they're so, not an endangered species. Debbie's <laughs> practicing crying for over her dead husband. Come, which is bullshit. She'd be good at it by now. Arms a bomb. Yeah, it's true. And, well, she, you know, it's been a while since she'd been married. She's got to get back in it. Mm-hmm. Um, she arms a bomb. Puts it in a box and brings it down to Fester as a and present. And it's the worst bomb ever. It's got the his... clock on it and yeah. sticks of dynamite. <laughs> and it's their three-week? Their three-week anniversary. anniversary. She puts the present on the table and she says... That's explosives, weeks. right? She says she forgot the champagne. She's got to run out. and putting the present on the dining room table. No peeking. And he says, what is it? String? <laughs> a dog toy? It's a very large <laughs> box, listeners. <laughs> and then he walks over and he picks up and goes, it's a bomb. Um, she, she goes, what? <laughs> And he goes, I know, I know, I gotta wait. Wait, gotta wait for my birthday. Meanwhile. Because he's gonna get a bomb for his birthday. Who doesn't want that? I mean. Well, Fester might. But well, we see things at the window. Um, a man that we flash back to the great no, climax of this play. Amanda's giving a speech. A very terrible racist speech. <clears throat> yeah. And Pocahontas arrives. And well, we you she, know wear shoes and have last names. <laughs> and she, uh, she starts. She begins the scene with Gary's words, but then soon goes off script mm-hmm. and declares the evil of manifest destiny, and decides that they all need to be murdered. Yep. 
she, she has seen the future and the mistreatment of the, of her people. We'll and, live in mobile homes. Mm-hmm. You'll have strip malls. <laughs> I've decided to scalp you and burn your village to the ground. And then they do. <laughs> they run amok. We don't see any scalping. No, no but they but burn everything they up. They do burn and everything. I think the best part is, is all these kids are shooting fire everywhere, lighting <laughs> things up, and no adults move to stop them. They all just watch. They come down They're on all zip just lines. Like frozen in shock and terror. <laughs> Joel takes out part of the bleachers, but not all. Well, his yeah. parents, because she yeah. said, and I quote, mm-hmm. 20,000 for camp, and he's Mr. Woo Woo. <laughs> he's a little upset about it. Mom and Dad don't love him. So he takes out and the I back, think- they fall down. I think mom was a little impressed that he was Mr. Woo Woo. Um, not the way you need to go back and watch that again. She was not impressed how she said that. But anywho, and Mr. Woo was very. I offensive. think there's a missed opportunity here for Wednesday to chop off Amanda's ponytail. Ooh. But have been something. The attack, when it finally does end, ends with Gary and Becky tied to a spit being roasted over a campfire with apples in their mouths while Return of the Jedi style Pocahontas yeah. Wednesday and Joel as an Indian chief go by in the background in a canoe <laughs> very romantic like Debbie at a bar singing macho man with some navy sailors monk <laughs> yeah oh oh he came over from wings yeah, <laughs> he did <laughs> Your husband is a very lucky man. Don't say that, replies Debbie. I don't like the way you said that. She goes home, <laughs> waits outside, practices her speech for the police, and the house explodes. It explodes. Blue. And she doesn't even look at it Mm-mm. as parts Jesus. land on her fucking car. She gets help. Help. Black widows don't look at explosions. Help. Kicks a piece of debris <laughs> out of her way. Don't look and at then Fester walks out of the house, the rubble. With, With the pot roast. Why did he bring that? So she busts out a Desert Eagle 5 Yeah. It's like, she's not shooting that thing. <laughs> That's exactly what I said to Carly as soon as he pulled. I was like, why does everybody have Desert Eagles in movies when you, you can't shoot them unless you're, like, trained? Tony goes, I can't shoot that gun. <laughs> that, that gun is ridiculous. There's a lot of re- just, like, one-handing it, pointing it at him. There's a like, lot of really good videos. Go on YouTube and look up Desert Eagle 5.0 Fails. Yeah. There's a lot of people, and it's not just women. There's men, too. Everybody holding this giant hand cannon. And they'll have two hands on the gun, and as they shoot it, it hits him in the face. Because <laughs> this thing kicks like a fucking mule. Yeah, There's ridiculous. one where a guy almost knocks himself out. Like, he hits him, and he falls down. <laughs> but My she shoots it more than once with and one hand. And she's just cracking yeah. rounds but, like it's a fucking twenty-two. She's Winter Soldier but, or something. So... She's threatening him with the gun. She's like, why can't you just die? And Fester's like, don't you love me? And she starts to laugh, and Thing hits her with the car. Well, good. Mm-hmm. How is he hitting the gas pedal? And no Fester idea. jumps in the car, and they escape. You and he keeps to, the casserole. You have to not <laughs> yeah. think about, about Thing driving. Yeah. <laughs> At the camp. But the best part of that is that he gets in the car with the casserole. Yeah, like he's like, bringing what? it for food. I was like, what is he doing? He's in shock. His wife just tried to kill him. So when you're in shock, you grab casserole? I mean, you just don't set it down. <laughs> he was like, we can salvage this dinner after the bomb. And then she tried to kill me. He's like, okay, I'm going to go and eat. He doesn't <laughs> I really do this casserole. I've spent a lot of time I mean, making this fucking thing. feelings here. <laughs> Anywho, so another scene at the fence. Wednesday escapes and uh, Joel decides not to go with her. He's got to go back for the others because he's a stand-up man, that Joel. <laughs> and she says, Joel, I may never see you again. And he says, I know. Forces are tearing us apart. Gary, 
Debbie, the seventh grade. <laughs> I'll never forget you. And then... Because you're weird or something like that? <laughs> they, they kiss through the fence. Me more. And then they wipe the kiss off on the back of their hands, which is a great scene. Great <laughs> little touch. And she runs, Wednesday runs up. And Pugsley pulls up in the camp van and they go off. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Pugsley looks like the kind of kid who can hotwire a car. Yeah. Hell of right. a wheel man. Yeah. Back to the Adams house. Morticia's He's no Ella Fitzgerald. But no, no. He's not an Ella Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> he's, and he's definitely not a grease man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Morticia's sadly reading The Cat in the Hat <clears throat> to her happy baby. Mm-hmm. Mama bursts in. It's Gomez. He's dying. And uh, he sang this on the soundtrack. It's credited on the soundtrack of this as uh, Raul Julie singing. Mm. Wow. And um, it's getting dark. Gomez is going to die. But Fester bursts in. Gomez. Fester, that can't be my brother Fester. And you belong to Debbie. You're Debbie's love toy. You are Mr. Debbie. <laughs> I'm an Adams. And he just snaps out. <laughs> yeah, that was enough. And the kids burst in. Now the whole family is back together. When's the, you sent us to camp. You sent us to camp. <laughs> they tried to make us sing. <laughs> <laughs> and like, then... I got another. You're right. You're right, Carly. The whole family is there because Debbie bursts in through the door with a shotgun and takes them all hostage because if anybody wants to be taken hostage and hold prisoner, it's an Adams. You know they did not fight. This is a fantastic Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> also, because she's not pointing that shock at anybody, and she's aiming at nothing. Yeah, so. but they. Tony was like, she she didn't get them all down there. But you're right. Maybe yeah. they were like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Let's do it. They're Adams. We haven't they shocked love each other this. lately. So she takes them upstairs to the electric chair room. Mm-hmm. Right, because she did not come with eight electric chairs. So they have, this is some shit they had lying around, which is well, like, that makes sense. Well, didn't they have Maybe that in the first their, one? Uh, wasn't it they shocking? Yeah, she shocked Pugsley. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's like how they set up their movie theater room. <laughs> I'm, I'm also... That's probably not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you got I got to say that I think Debbie made a tactical error here because we've previously seen that Fester and Electricity Don't go together yeah. like peanut butter and jelly. Like he might as well be more Raiden. Yeah. You know. <laughs> or four. Yeah, at some point she has to realize these people don't die. Yeah. I think she should have tried fire. Them. They may be supernatural. Mm-hmm. Well, Maybe. she shocked one already. Well, the baby can shoot fire. Yeah. I don't think fire would work either. Maybe drowning. But. Some, Maybe. But, I don't know. <laughs> Debbie says, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't like bombs or guns or electric chairs. Maybe cutting their heads off is the only way. That's got to kill them, she but te- the best man keeps on coming. <laughs> she tells them that they've brought her to this, and she's going to tell it. She's going to explain it to them with slides. I love how she went straight Bond villain was like, and I have slides. <laughs> and she does, and she talks about her first Christmas. So where she is their theater room. There's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Because there was a screen there. <laughs> wow. Carly nailed it. Well, you know what? If anything's going to torture you, it's an electric chair in somebody's home movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, there's slides from their yeah, Hawaiian vacation. But she tells them the story about how she wanted Malibu Barbie. But her parents bought her Ballerina Barbie. No, she wanted Ballerina Barbie. Or she Barbie wanted Ballerina, Ballerina Barbie, Barbie, but she got Malibu Barbie. And the I Adams- was a ballerina. That's who <laughs> I was. I was graceful. And it's funny because they're all like, you're right. That's terrible. Who'd want Malibu Barbie? Poor Debbie. The they're completely on her side. <laughs> they're very forgiving. And she says that they had to go. 
So she burned the house down with them. The first husband, the surgeon. And this is sorry, Debbie. The Pope's got a cold. This is where we see that baby pubert has finally thrown off his malaise, Mm -hmm. grabs a knife from his mobile, (laughs) and cuts himself free from his bassinet. And then with some shit that I have to go with is. That's amazing. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Because he just happens to fall onto a skate. Oh, Oh, yeah. Do your thing. Do you want me to... So she tells the story of husband number one, the heart heart surgeon who she killed with an axe. Ah, Ah, the axe axe. brings me back. That brings me back. And then uh, we see some more (laughs) scenes of the baby on his escape. Then we talk about husband number two, the senator. She hit with the car. Sorry, Debbie. No Mercedes. We have to set an example. <laughs> and then, husband number three. No, she never Bester. says her. She was, says husband and... She says my most recent husband. Yeah. Because there was three husbands she killed before. So there's some guy out there we know nothing about. It wasn't might have been someone from Cheers. We don't even... It might have been Paul. <laughs> she might have killed fucking Paul. She says... Definitely not Cliff. No. Did any of you really love me? Gomez says hands. But they're all strapped in, so they can't <laughs> lift up their hands. <laughs> That was the, you know. <laughs> we see the baby. They're in really good spirits about this. Yeah. Riding around the house on things, roller skates. <laughs> so we like... see the cannonball is back. First, uh, breaks through the floor and into Grandma's cooking. Cauldron, yeah. Stuck in the boiling pot. And we see the steam burst the. Cannonball. Cannonball up into the air. And it and falls down. Fester. Wait, you, you're not going to mention the baby gets shot Shh. out of the top of the house? Because <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Oh. <laughs> Back to Debbie giving this impassioned speech and them all about how you've brought me to this. And Fester says, let them go. I deserve to die, but not them. And Debbie's, Debbie's like, no, you all have to go. And the baby has landed on a teeter-totter-esque lever and the bowling ball falls on it and the baby flies up into the air through the roof for a while for so high that he touches the plane the, the plane, plane. Yeah. with amanda and her parents <laughs> giggles at them and the mom just nonchalantly closes the window <laughs> yeah, the, uh, which is what you would do she's the um fraser's agent yeah fraser She's awesome. In that. Which is in the same BB. universe. BB. 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 Yeah. BB oh, same universe. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> Just saying. Look out for you know. John's new podcast. <laughs> right. The intermingling of wings. And the baby, cheers, thankfully, and as he falls apparently. back to Earth, lands in the, uh, the movie room. And that's <laughs> and amazing. Debbie pulls the lever to electrocute them, but the baby has grabbed the cords and splits the path of the circuit she crosses the stream no so that instead of going to the electric chairs the electricity comes back around and electrocutes debbie and turns her into a pile of dust apparently she is not invulnerable she is not an adams no sorry carly (laughs) over with officers appear sometime i was all right sometime (laughs) later it's a birthday party little pubert is one Pubert is almost at puberty at this point, I guess. Whoa. Um, he almost has puberty. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. See, mine was funny. Yours is gross. <laughs> it is 
scrubs. That's why I hate the name. <laughs> well, when she it's said that the baby, so. I mean, when she said that the baby, when they said the baby's name was Pubert, I think Debbie even says gross. <laughs> she says something that was not complimentary. I can't remember exactly what it was. But uh, it and Margaret and baby what arrive and they introduce their new nanny. Dementia, who looks pretty much like Fester, like Fester, the My female Fester. It means insanity. And My name's um, Fester. It means to rot. That's a match made in somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they go and they celebrate. Everybody's sitting around having a great time. We see Joel and Wednesday because we've invited Joel to our little brother's birthday party, and he's dressed up like Gomez. And mm. they um, he's doing a little cosplay. <laughs> and she looks a bit like Morticia, but you know, he's found his perfect little weirdo. Mm-hmm. And he asked Wednesday if he's her lobster. She ever wants to get married and have children, and she's like, no, ew. <laughs> and he's like, well, what if they worshipped you and adored you and loved you forever? And she's like, I would pity them. <laughs> and then he says, they're in front of Debbie's grave, and he says, poor Debbie, she was sick. And Wednesday says, she wasn't sick, she was sloppy. If I was going to kill my husband. I'd do it better. And he's like, how? And she's like, I'd scare him to death. And then what I can only assume is Thing, or Pugsley, pops a hand out of the grave and grabs Joel, and he's scared to death. Or just scared. Yeah. Yeah. But the end. Is that the song? (laughs) All right. We'll find out soon enough, listeners. What did you you think, Carly? Hold on, I gotta pull up my notes. Okay. Ah! My favorite character, I had, um, I, I, I wanted to pick Lurch because I really like Lurch, but then, he did, but he didn't say anything. Yeah. I just like this character, but I'm going to go with Gomez. Huh, I really like Wednesday too. It was between those three. Well, all right. So you got to pick one. Yeah. I'm going with Gomez. <laughs> and my least favorite characters are the camp counselors. My favorite scene is the Thanksgiving pageant. My favorite line is, you have gone too far. You have married Fester. You have destroyed his spirit. You have taken him from us. All that I could forgive. But Debbie, pastels. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite tertiary object is the devil puppet. And it's not just the puppet. It's the way when she was like, I will trade you the baby for your soul. And I'll clean my she, room. Or clean your room. And then she rubs the she little hands. The hands together. Together. <laughs> it was awesome. And I'm going to yay it. It was fun. All right. It wasn't anything like wonderful. I'm not going to be raving about it, but it's a fun movie. You should rave about it. You should send us all raving. <laughs> you should send a raven. Tell everybody how much you're raving. All right, I'm just going to go around the table. John? Well, I'm glad you asked. My favorite character, also Gomez. Mm-hmm. My favorite... He did such a great job yeah, acting he's, that he role. he was great in that. That's my, why he won. My <laughs> least favorite character uh, is also a tie with the camp counselors. Okay. My favorite scene, also the Thanksgiving thing. <laughs> <laughs> Here's where we're going to differ. We're going we're, right. to skew here. Good. I was like, she picks my favorite line, which isn't really a line. It's a bunch of lines, but I'm going to... My favorite line is actually a Buick, but you have to go through the whole thing. <laughs> I demand justice. Someone has married my brother. No. She took him to Hawaii. Get out of here. They move into a large, expensive home where they make love constantly. I hate when that happens. <laughs> Arrest her at once without delay. 
Who? Debbie, my brother's wife, the temptress of Waikiki. <laughs> Who are you? What are you? Who moved the rock? <laughs> Officer, you must issue a subpoena. I believe they own... Gomez, no. A Buick! <laughs> <coughs> That's the part you skipped to do the other part. Yes. Well, I just did the other part of the speech. And after I was very surprised. And my favorite tertiary object is the Amy Fisher um, trading card. <laughs> because where I grew up, that was a big deal. Okay. I was like, I know where that happened. Or uh, some people were like, I know Joey. He was like, no, I wouldn't brag about that. <laughs> I was a little too young when that story happened. I was like 13, 14, something. I was like seven. <laughs> I was like 36. So that's why I've heard of it, but I don't. Well, and it was also something major that was like big news that happened right where you lived. So I was like, oh, well. Yeah. It, it was it was kind of cool. Okay. Except for Mary Jo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Are you yay, nay, may, bay? Oh, I'll, I'll yay it. It's not as good as the first Adam's Family, I think, but it's it's. it's I don't good. think it's I enjoyable. saw that. Well, you, you should. You, you yeah. should stop watching this one and watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Okay. <coughs> Fester's been lost in the Bermuda Triangle. And he oh, I definitely have not seen that. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't spoil it for him. But yeah, this is an enjoyable movie. And, it's and he comes it. back with the help of his psychiatrist, Dr. P- Pinterschlaus, to re... Um, Reconnect with his fam- long lost family. Reunited and okay, Tony. So All right. <laughs> Favorite character, tie between Gomez and Wednesday. Wow, Gomez because Rell is amazing and he just kills this overacting yeah. and destroys it. And Wednesday's little subtle acting is amazing. Like her also wanted things. to put in, um, Morticia in there, Angelica Houston, because she was great in this so too. So yeah. wonderful. She nails every. They, they're just so good. Gomez. Uh, least favorite character it's a tie between Debbie and the camp counselors mm. um, <laughs> the camp counselors don't even get names they're just camp counselors yeah. Gary and Becky okay I know that's their names my favorite scene is the stripper cake <laughs> that poor girl Lurch was she in there before you baked it <laughs> <laughs> no uh, say la vie say la vie favorite line is uh, Debbie isn't he a lady killer and Gomez acquitted my favorite tertiary object was gonna be the uh, ball and chain for babies, but you know, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't want that getting out because I'm, you know, got some ideas on that. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite, favorite church object is the Iron Maiden that you see in the theater, in their theater. They oh. have the Iron Maiden in the back. Tony, you don't get to see those enough. Tony talked about picking the light that just shone across Angelica Houston's eyes. The Star, yes, the Star Trek scene. light, yeah, from it's, the original that's a series. Great Star Trek. little touch. <laughs> It's, it's amazing. Um, yeah, we'll definitely yay the movie. Okay. <laughs> Again, like go with John, where it's not as good as the first one, but I love the Adam, the Adams Family and the Monsters. They were like some of my favorite shows growing up. And I never watched the show, and then Tony started watching the Monsters, and for a minute I thought it was the Adams Family, and I was very confused. <laughs> like these people look different. Well, well the thing the I love about the Adams Family is they're these weirdos, but they're very like family centric, and they really love each other and all that. And all the regular people are the weirdos. You know what I mean? Like whenever weird people are on the show, they're always like horrible, evil weirdos. And you're like, but these people, you know, they I like the reversal thing they do with it. So, right. what do you think, Elaine? My favorite character is Gomez. Nice. Give it up for the ah! Gomez. I will say, pretty much everybody in this movie is doing fantastic. Yeah. And usually in a movie like this, you get like the people that are chewing up the scenery and are and it's kind of jarring compared to the people that are really acting. But like. Angelica Houston 
And Christina Ricci's dryness mm-hmm. play off so good off like Gomez's scenery chewing and like Becky and Gary, the camp counselors, they're just mm-hmm. overacting so much. And then this dryness just plays perfectly, which I really like. But Gomez is the best. Raul Julia forever. Because a really cool sword fight in the first My one. least oh, okay. when he dances the mamushka. <laughs> the mamushka. Well, no, because he has a couple cool sword fights he in does the beginning. Have a but then there's oh. the there's also a dance scene in the first one. He's, credi- he's credited on the uh, soundtrack of the first movie for singing the Mamushka. Ooh, you, should, you know um, what? Make that your closing song. It's not. <laughs> my least favorite she already character has picked her closing song. <laughs> my my least favorite character is actually Pugsley. I'm gonna edit. Don't worry. Because I feel like he was just kind of left an afterthought in this movie, and of the Adams family, he does the least. Which is kind of disappointing. He kind of is like that on the show, though. He doesn't. I know. He doesn't. But I just, I just wish they would have given him a little bit more to do. They could have. Um, My favorite scene is uh, Gary's vision, the play. (laughs) My favorite line was almost Wednesday's spiel when she goes (laughs) off. Off. It's really fantastic. Um, My favorite tertiary object. I kind of was going back and forth between things roller skate. Just because I really like that scene. And that's another thing. We didn't get a lot of Thing in this movie. No. And Thing is really fantastic. Yeah. In the TV show, it's not quite as fantastic. Like, Thing will come out yeah. from underneath. Yeah, Because yeah. they didn't have the technology. No. For but in the first movie, there was a lot more Thing. In this one, there was a lot less Thing. And it was a little disappointing. So I really enjoyed him his roller skate. But the other thing I was tempted to pick was the casket pram mm-hmm. that the It's have. Oh, oh yeah. Because yeah. it was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> but... All right. But, you know, I went with the roller skate. My favorite line is... A Buick! I'm just like any modern woman trying to have it all. A loving husband, a family. It's just I wish I had more time to seek out the dark forces and join their hellish crusade. I love that. That was on my list of lines, too. It's just... Re- I have a bunch of really good ones that I also wrote down really here. liked where you have to be something special. Amanda here's already skipped two grades. What about your boy? He's like, probation. <laughs> and I like... Some of the subtle things, like when they get to camp and Gomez hands Pugsley a cigar. So good. But uh, this is a really good movie, and it's really enjoyable. And if you haven't seen it in a while, go give it a rewatch this Thanksgiving season. For and no reason other than there's a turkey. Yeah. It's, it's a Thanksgiving pageant. Yeah. Better or worse than the one in Set. Oh, this is much better. <laughs> is it better because of Gary's vision or because of what Wednesday does? Because of Wednesday's vision. All yes. right. Gary's vision is hard. I feel like Gary might have written the Thanksgiving play that's in both movies. Because <laughs> yeah. they're both kind of ridiculously the over the top. Are those the Clintons? <laughs> I do. You know what? And Gary would surely put the Clintons in a Thanksgiving parade. Probably. Yeah. Especially but in But I do yeah. enjoy the way the, the kid died and <laughs> yes. fell right on the plate in The Stepmom. Whereas Pugsley yeah. just kind of climbs onto the plate. Yes. I like Budget. the suspension onto the plate. Well, they did it outside. So. Yeah, well, that's that true. was the Adams family. That makes it a whole lot harder to fly. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Peter Pan. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Carly. Hey, thanks for listening. Yeah, do, do your thing without a note. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. Tell us whether you can tell the difference between those actors Tony posted. <laughs> you can tweet at us at Unmovie Podcast, or you can check out our, our Instagram page at Unmovie Podcast Dogs. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com and please listen to all our previous episodes and tell your friends, and we'd love to hear from you. And next week on the podcast is John's pick. Now, I'm glad you. I was going to do a Thanksgiving with myself. Oh, hey. I was going to do Dutch. 
So what I've learned from Cannonball Run is you need to check <laughs> to see if you can find these movies. Availability of movies is not a, a sure thing anymore. Like I used to be able to be like, oh, we're gonna, so, but I couldn't find Dutch, so. I changed it up, and it's not Thanksgiving, but it's a rootin' tootin' kind of good movie, fun satire that, in the vein of Adam's Family. It is 1984's Police Academy, starring the great Steve Gutenberg. You think that movie's a satire? That is 100% satire. Tony goes, have you ever seen it? I was like, oh, I've heard of it. I don't think I saw it. He goes, it's from the 80s. And we looked it up. It's the year I was born. I was like, no, I have not seen it. <laughs> well, if you did, you don't remember. This is when Steve Gutenberg was getting acting roles. Yeah. This was right before, the dude. before he went crazy. Yeah. He might have been something. I was kind of hoping you He could have been a contender. I was kind of hoping you would do the MC Hammer. <laughs> Adam's Family song. It was the wrong movie. Dang. I don't care. That song is awesome. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I didn't do it. Well. <laughs> 